Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. Just a massive thank you to whoever you are listening to this. Before we start, just to remind you that we do this podcast two, three times a week. But we don't always know which days it's going to be on, so there's only one way to know, and that is to subscribe and get notifications. Why not drop us a review while you're there? Right, enough about that. Let's talk some rugby. I'm Ben James. It's a slightly different podcast today. We're not speaking to any of the Wales Online regulars. Instead, we've got a couple of guests uh, speaking about one very special talent. Obviously, Lewis Rees-Samick was named in the Wales Six Nations squad on Wednesday, and we thought, why not find a little bit more about him, speak to people who know him best. So we have spoke to Hartbury Under-18s coach Wayne Thompson, who coached Lewis uh, during his two years at the college, and Gloucestershire Live rugby writer Rob Isles. So let's hear from Wayne, first of all. But yeah, let's let's start then um, with uh, Lewis Rees-Sammer. Um Yeah, it's been a phenomenal sort of season for him. When was the first time that you'd have come across him? Um, so, so Lou applied to the college, um, just like most students do. They apply academically, um, and then sort of once they've done that, I'll get all the um, on the sort of the academic application. Ask what sport they're interested in, um, and all the rugby applicants come to myself. Um, and then I'll then invite them to sort of an assessment day at the college. Um, it's really, that's the first time I get to see all the students that apply. Um, and then off the back of that, sort of all of our coaches at the college will go out and watch these boys at the assessment day and then sort of play, have a, start thinking about where we place them in our college sides if they were to come to the college in uh, the following September. So he was just another one of those players, really. I think he... He's seen the opportunities from Hartbury, um, what they offered academically, and obviously rugby progression of players that have gone f- before him. Um, I think certainly he and his his parents were keen to explore that avenue. I think from that sense, just just being able to balance both um, it, it, during his sort of sixth form years. I suppose, and in a rugby sense, what what were the sort of the main attributes or facets to his game that really sort of marked him out. So, just just look at he's the quickest kid I've seen at that age, really for his size. Um, he's tall and rangy, and he glides. Um, and I think sort of the key things we'll look at at sixteen. No, no um, players have finished article at that age. Um, you, you do look for points of difference, and it could be anything. It could be how physical you are, your work rate. Um, size um, but for Lou it was his, his pace his out and out pace and probably his physical development for his age being that quick um, and that sort of athletic in build sort of set him out amongst the other boys for his age that enrolled that year at the college Cause that must be quite hard to sort of you know identify sort of talents at that age when players aren't the finished article I know one of the guys in the office actually coached um, the Landaff team the year above uh, Reece yeah. Samet, and he he talks about him as an eleven-year-old, like showing you know they they, they, yeah. they were saying he was he was more special than say I think it was you know um, Owen Lane who'd come through like a year before, and it's, I just couldn't yeah. get my head around you know like eleven-year-olds. How can you really sort of? Yeah, I think I think Lou as well. I think there's that multi-sport aspect. I'm sure that he played for Glamorgan at cricket at a young age. Um, sort of in, in that side and I'm sure he was involved in the Cardiff Football Academy and don't quote me on that but I think I think from a multi-sport aspect he was obviously a very good athlete 
Um, and I think his, his love of rugby pushed him towards um, rugby as a sport more so than the other two. Um, so I think there is a lot to be said for players that do shine at different sports. Um, just just at sort of that age group and then start to specialise as they, as they get older. And then what, what were your first impressions of actually getting him in and meeting him as a person, as a, as a young man? He, he was quite quiet and reserved in that sense. There's certainly no ego about him in that sense. He just wanted to learn. And I think when I met him and his parents on the assessment day, it was clear that they just wanted to put Lou in an environment that was going to give him the best opportunity to develop. And I think I think that's what Hartbury is as a college. It's about opportunities and opening doors um, and having exit routes for players and students. Um, we, I mean, there's obviously Lou's come from Wales. He's now playing for Gloucester, so I'd imagine there's probably a few people looking in Wales thinking, well, is that the right route? But I think the key thing is that Lou's come through Hartbury. He's he's, he's opened an, an option, a route for him, and he's gone his development over the two years with Hartbury, um, probably alongside Gloucester, and he's gone back into Wales. Um, I, I think just shows that it's about doing what's best for the player and parent and ultimately they make the choices about what they want to do these players and the routes they want to take and we'll, we're just there to facilitate that more so and help them develop because there probably is like this idea in, in Wales from certain people that it, it is you know they, they saw they almost see it as like poaching but I, I imagine yeah. that that almost certainly isn't the case is it no I think that you it's different for different players in terms of routes and we're, we're, we're very impartial as a college and very much are guided by the player and parent um, and we always are I mean we've got uh, there's a number of examples now so you've got someone like Lou who's stayed with Gloucester um, and gone down that pathway which is very much guided by himself and his parents um, you've got Ben Fry that is with Dragons now so he came to Hartbury has gone back into Dragons and doing very well pushing on to their into their sort of first team now Morgan Morris has um, came over trained with both Gloucester Academy and Bristol and signed the Ospreys at, which is purely his choice he wanted to go back to Wales and I think he was a sort of the Young Academy Player of the Year last year potentially for the Ospreys yeah. is playing a lot now for them so um, and we got a lad this year in our first year Daffa Jenkins which is Harold Jenkins's boy um, he's currently with the Ospreys so he, he stayed with the Ospreys in their academy um, so he's getting all of his rugby and education at Hartbury um, and so, there. so uh, we, we all we want at Hartbury is to do best by the players and um, A their development and I think they, they're then guided towards the the routes they take after that after college um, I'm pleased to start, we're just pleased to see how well they've progressed people like Lou um, and, and the other boys that have gone back into Wales and um, they're actually progressing as, as senior players now but I guess at the very sort of start of it is, is that they're all applying to you isn't it that's that's how this largely works isn't it it is yeah and and this is this is straight up now that I don't have reference to any of these players until they've applied for an academic place. Um, I think that the reason Hartby works is because players want to be there. And I think if you start if you start going out 
and trying to find players before they've applied, you get the wrong type of player coming. <laughs> it's not right for them being away from home. And actually, they may well be embedded in an environment in their local academy, local area that's better for them. Um, I think it's it's more so at players of exploring that opportunity and then showing them what we have to offer um, in that sense. Uh, and I think a pleasing thing for a lot of players is um, it's a clean slate. So these assessment days that we have once they've applied and for an academic place we don't know anything about them and we'll very much we'll very much make our own decisions on them and cast opinions on them seeing them for the first time amongst their peers that have applied to Hartbury that year um, rather than what they've done potentially as a 11, 12, 13, 14 year old in their respective rugby programmes okay. Um and I think potentially that's maybe why we we do find these players or these these gems, so to speak, that maybe haven't been given opportunities or have come to heart before an opportunity, um, and and they really progress in our program. What is the sort of what is the sort of mix of how many in a, in an average sort of year? How many sort of Welsh players would you get to English players and, and other nationalities? Because that must. I, I guess oh, for, we do. for a young for a young person and for a young player that that that'd be sort of a, a good experience in itself, wouldn't it? It does, yeah. So we, I think, looking at the so looking at the Six Nations squads as the Vina Knights this year, we've got uh, three Italians. So you've got Callum Braley, Jake Pledry, and Seb Negri, the Hartbury alumni. You've got Billy Burns, um, who's with Ireland. Uh, you've got. Ross Moriarty and Lou with Wales. Uh, Alex Craig has just been called up to Scotland, um, who came through from 16. Um, and I think, oh, has the English squad been announced yet? I'm not sure of it. Uh, not yet, I don't think. No. Not yet, but I'd imagine you're going to have the likes of Johnny May and Alice Genge in there. So it's a broad range in that sense. I think because, because we're close to the border in Wales, we probably get a lot more publicity in that sense um, but we do we attract players from all around the country and, and Scotland in that sense because we're residential and we've got the facility uh, to do that so then going back to to Reece Samet um, how, how long did exactly would he have spent with you um, so Lou was here from 16 so he's here for two years um, and then he obviously signed a, a contract with Gloucester and he opted not to study at university um, so he's then moved full time into into a, a contract there we do get a lot of boys that will stay on at Hartby University alongside their alongside their commitments if they do sign contracts elsewhere at other clubs um, but uh, again that's very much student and parental yeah. choice and we're guided by them in that sense even though we advocate that it's probably best to get something under your belt as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, how, how do, so from the age of 16 and through to 18, how, how did um, Lewis sort of come along in those two years? Because obviously, as you say, he's not the finished product when he when he arrives. He's probably still no. not the finished product yet, but how, how, how do you sort of see, how did you sort of see him come on in those two years? So we, interesting, Lou, Lou played in our second team for the first couple of games. Um, so it was our sort of under 17 side um, we got an injury um, in to one of our other wingers I think uh, I've forgotten who it was now and he, he came into our first team and didn't look back really um, he scored a couple of outstanding tries just for his sheer pace uh, it suited Lou I think the way we played 
Um, playing expansive rugby mean, means he got a lot of ball, so he was able to show what he could do. Um, he cemented his place in that, and we, we won two ace titles in the two years that he played. Um, so he, he certainly was our standout player that year, alongside another Welshman, actually, Stephen Varney, the nine, um, who's represented Italy, actually, Italy in the 20s. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, so um, Steve Varney and Lou were probably two boys that stood out in those two years. I guess what he's shown at Gloucester, and I imagine it would have been the same when he stepped in for that injury. Is even though he's quite quiet off the pitch, he, he, he seems fearless, doesn't he? And I guess that's the sort of yeah. the nature of youth, isn't it? That he, he just it is. Just it is exactly. There. Yeah, it is. I think. I think he's he's done well through 16 to 18. He's built a lot of confidence with that. He's developed. His, I think Lou, the thing with Lou as a back three player is his game understanding. Um, I think we're lucky at Hartbury um, that we've got specialist coaches. So the likes of Luke Eaves as a centre, Johnny Goodridge as a um, back three player, full back. Um, it's all well and good having these the size and pace, but to actually get that game understanding um, and develop that. I think that that's probably the most impressive thing I think from Lou's point of view is that he's developed that understanding quickly to be able to perform um, certainly at the highest level at the premiership level so I guess that's, that is a massive key to how he attacks isn't it you know he gets a lot of touches on the ball but yeah. it, there's a real rugby intelligence there because he knows where to go looking for it you know <laughs> exactly Every, so he's able to use yeah. he's able to use his, his pace then because he's actually in the right place at the right time and he, he he reads the game very very well which is very hard to coach into into players at a young age it does take time to develop and he seems to have picked that up um, picked that up very well <laughs> Because that's something that you know we we have. There's so many conversations in Wales about George North and how you know you need to get him ten touches of the ball, and people think it's mm. just as simple as we'll get ten touches of the ball then, and that's why some people want George North to move to centre. But that's it's never that simple a case, is it? And that's that's what's really impressive about Lewis at such an early age is every every touch yeah. he seems to have is it's it's, it's, <laughs> impo- it's an important touch yeah. because he's it is and no, he's I think as well play, isn't it? playing alongside the likes of Cipriani who will look to play a lot more and be expansive probably again has aided being in that environment has probably aided his attributes as a player um, and, and like you said when he has got touch of the ball he's he's put death kicks in he's offloaded the ball um, created the try at the weekend um, he scored one and, and created one and I think that's a lot a lot of it's down to confidence but also reading and understanding the game as well what were the sort of areas that were maybe sort of work-ons, so to speak, in college? I mean, people talk about um, defence and probably haven't really seen him yeah. tested defensive, uh, defensively too much yet. No, I, I would say that. I'd say it's probably his, yeah, his defence at top and level. But because, again, because of his pace, he's ab- he is able to... He knows he's got that as a backup. If players do get around him, he'll be able to catch them and... Um, from that sense so it will be interesting at the top level to see how he has progressed with his defence in terms of that physicality but uh, I mean being in the environment he's in now um, playing with the players he is certainly in that, that sort of premiership first team I'd imagine that he's he, he certainly developed that since we last saw him um, at the college 
So, so when you sort of waved goodbye to him and, and sent him on his way to Kingston, were, were you expecting such a sort of uh, rapid rise to, to sort of first-team rugby and, and now this? No, I think we always knew that he was he was a premiership quality player. I think, I think you mentioned it earlier, a lot of it's down to opportunity. It is. Firstly, being given the opportunity to train with that squad and then one or two injuries here and there. If they hadn't have happened, would he have been exposed as early? Um, I don't know, but he's grasped that with both hands, isn't he? And, and really sort of taken, he's taken the premiership by storm and probably us by surprise a little bit in terms of how soon it's happened. Not that it, that has happened, if that makes sense. And then obviously he's got a Six Nations call up out of it. Do you look at him and think he's ready for, for test rugby? Because obviously that's one of the big things now is, is you don't want to expose him to, to sort of the highest level of the game too soon, but then probably his form warrants that he, he, he does be exposed to it. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's form warrant. Form certainly warrants it. It depends what the Welsh coaches are looking at. I think in terms of putting people out there that are high on confidence, aren't they're not going to go into themselves. He's certainly riding on the crest of the wave at the moment um, in that sense. Um, I think they'll probably know more once they've got that squad together and they see him in that, see him in that training environment. Um, but certainly, in terms of his points of difference, I think still show will show strong at the international stage in terms of his pace, um, physical size, and reading of the game. And again, I guess it's it's slightly different because it's 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 another step up. But from what you've gleaned from working with him and what you know him as a character would Test Rugby be something that he would sort of take in his stride and wouldn't be maybe daunted by yeah. it yeah I think that's a bit of a pun there but I think he would yeah I think he would take it in his stride in that sense I think he's quite a relaxed um, quite a relaxed kid I don't think it would daunt him I honestly don't I think he, he would probably treat it as another another game um, and, and just go out there and play play as he has done um, in that sense brilliant and then um, we'll, we'll touch a little bit on Will Rowlands as well because obviously he's been called up as well um, so, so when did you coach Will because he, he's a name who's probably caught everyone in Wales by surprise <laughs> well, I didn't realise he was last qualified actually um, yeah so I, I coached him at Oxford University um, he's one of our certainly our, our better players there um, he's, he's, he's a big man works very hard um, and certainly a very good line operator um, I think certainly with second rows it does take time to develop if you look at Lou I think in, in those sort of back three positions and certainly in the backs you can accelerate people a lot quicker um, into the into, into the game in, in that sense in terms of the sort of physical aspects there's, there's sort of front row second row forwards it does take time to develop um, and you've seen that with Alex Craig who's been called up to the Scotland squad who's at Hartbury as well um, so I think Will's in probably in that sense is he's got his rugby education at um, at Wasps taking two or three years to bed in and then let's put his hand up now in terms of sort of um, a comparison with maybe sort of a uh, a current sort of test lock or something who, who would you com- compare him to Ooh. I don't know that's, that's a difficult one I think I think Will Will's a very good line operator he understands the game very well um, 
it's hard to make. I haven't seen Will. I'm sort of coached Will for probably for three or four years now. So in that sense, I wouldn't like to make a direct comparison. What I would say, I think, is that you you almost have a student of the game there. Someone that is very coachable. Um, would understand his role within a game and certainly within a line out. So I think in terms of operating the set piece and stepping in in that sense, um, I think you could he'd be a very reliable um player, very coachable player moving forward. I'm Sam Warburton and you're listening to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. Brilliant insight there from Wayne, as you'd expect, having coached him for two years. Uh, someone who's watched him very closely this season will have been at King's Home for every game. As I say, is Gloucestershire Live rugby writer Rob Isles. Let's hear what he has to say about Lewis Rissanen. Just, just talk to me about what, what a sort of sensation uh He's he's been at Gloucester because it's been some season, hasn't it? Uh, it's been incredible, yeah. Um, obviously, at the start of the season, I don't think um, well, people didn't know much about him if at all, really. Um, I don't think anyone would have seen him get much game time. I mean, to think he was only in the junior academy playing under 18s last year, so this was his first year in the um, senior academy. Um, he's not even really played many. Premiership Shield games um, for the you know Reserve United side. So um, so when he was first named on the team sheet, um, he made his first start uh, against Montpellier um, away in the Champions Cup, and and Johan yeah, Ackerman at the time made quite a lot of changes because um, he's prioritising the Premiership. But it did come as a surprise, um, and from he's been uh, ever present from there really, which sort of shows you how much of an impression he made and um, he obviously he didn't he wasn't necessarily scoring tries straight away and it's he, obviously you know um, he's exploded um, since then but um, but he, he's he sort of um, he's, he's stood out really as, as soon as he's come he, he looked comfortable straight away I'd say at the highest level um, and then obviously December was just um, an incredible month um, you know, the man of the match performances the uh, five tries in two games a hat-trick at Northampton um, he's just got like better with every game really um, and uh, and yeah I mean the Gloucester fans obviously love him he, he's just yeah it's, it's been uh, sensational really because that's the thing I imagine there aren't or uh, there are probably not many uh, fans back here in Wales who have, have really seen sort of a full complete 80 minutes from him they've just seen clips on Twitter and you know seen how he's taken his tries um, so, so, so what's what's the rest of his game like you know we, we can see that he can finish um, I think yeah. maybe defensively is that that's something that maybe a lot of us in Wales haven't really seen him tested with yet um, how, how has he stood up to sort of um, defensively in the Premiership yeah, well, I suppose at the start of the season, actually, I mean, he did get um, he did get a run in the Premiership Cup. Um, well, obviously, a lot of the academy players were used, and and actually, the, he did score a couple of tries. But I think one of the things that stood out most about him um, wasn't 
the try scoring and such, but it was it was actually his tackling. Um, he really doesn't hold back. He, you know, there was he was chasing the, the high balls and and um, you know he, he was timing his tackles absolutely brilliantly and um, and you know strong tackles as well. Uh, so I mean that, that's actually a, a strong part of his game. I guess he, you know he's still young and he's probably still got some developing to do um, physically, um, but. But yeah, he he's he's got a real sort of all round game, I'd say um, already. Um, I mean, his his skill um, is excellent. Um, you know, he's I suppose he's just got so much maturity for an eighteen year old. You forget how young he is, and this is basically his first season um, at top level rugby. Um, I mean, some of the not just the tries, but the, the try assists he's had as well. Um, there was one at Connaught in the Champions Cup where he sort of did that. It looked like he was going out of touch. He made a great run, um, but he had that awareness. Um, he knew what was around him. He came up with this great back of the hand offload um, to, to set up the try. Um, like I say, he's he's quick up on on the kick chase, and um, he's looked pretty solid defensively as well. So. Um, yeah, I mean, he's such a promising talent. Um, he, he looks like he's got all the attributes, really, to to be a, a top player at the highest level. Because rugby intelligence does seem to be something that's really high up on his sort of list of qualities. Obviously, you mentioned try assists, and I think was it against Montpellier on the weekend? He obviously there was one that was chalked off really early on for a forward pass, but then eventually he did get the off, uh, offload away for Willie Hines, and it was both of those came from him sort of recognizing when to sort of go looking for the ball and then taking the opportunity and then not dying with the ball and that 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 seems to be the sort of his most dangerous asset isn't it is he 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 seems to understand where he's best placed to affect the game exactly he he's just um he's just a natural talent you know there's there's probably only so many people who have actually got that but he's you know he, he He's just he's just got it straight away at 18 years old, and um, like I say, I mean the, the awareness, um, the maturity of him is um, is just outstanding, really. Um, so, I mean, for for him to, to have this at, at this age, I mean, he makes the the right decisions most of the time. You know, a, a young player coming through, you, you know, you always think, you know, well, you, you know that they're going to make mistakes, and um, you know, sometimes they won't choose the right decisions, but. Um, but he 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 seems to to get it right most of the time, and um, like you say, it's not just the try scoring. He's he's setting up teammates as well. He he knows where they are. He he's just got he's got a really um, good rugby brain, I'd say. You mentioned maturity there. You know, he he's still only eighteen. Um, how have you had many sort of interactions with him? I, I imagine the club are keeping him fairly well guarded. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he hasn't done any interviews yet. Only the odd bit on on BT um, because because he's been man of the match, and um, I think you have to in that situation. But yeah, I think the club are very much protecting him at the moment. So, um, but he hasn't come out and done any interviews. Um, I've probably seen no more of him than you have, really, in terms of he's just done a little bit with the the website after um, being Premiership Player of the Month and. Um, and uh, obviously sign his new contract as well. So, um, but he, he comes across a, a very confident lad. I mean, talk, from my talking to other people, um, that's what comes across that he's very confident. And um, and I think he's 
he's he's sort of quite um i suppose hyperactive maybe um i think he he comes across as one of those characters who you can't sit still. Um, he loves to be in, on the move, so you probably see that in, in his rugby play as well. Brilliant. Um, what's the sort of general impression then, obviously, if you can't speak to him yourself, speaking to other people around the club, say, Johan Ackerman and other players, what, what's their impression of him? Yeah, um, mature, um, just uh, really sort of willing to learn, I think, and um, and just just someone with great energy and, and you, you can obviously see that exuberance that he brings on on the pitch as well um, you know that's a, the beauty of youth isn't it really he's really he, he doesn't seem to have any fear um, he's really just gone out there and, and grabbed his chance so obviously it was notable that Johan Ackerman's been calling for him to get this sort of Six Nations call up hasn't he he wants him in the squad to sort of learn from other test players and he, he's got his wish now hasn't he yeah, exactly. Um, I think I think Johan said at first, you know, maybe no harm. Obviously, having a look at him in the senior squad and um, the training, and, and maybe he could still play with the under twenties. But obviously, um, I think the way he he sort of kicked on the last few weeks as well, um, it was it would have been pretty hard, I think, for, for Wayne Pivat not to pick him. Um, he, he's just obviously been in in such outstanding form, and you know, it's the old cliche, isn't it? If you're good enough you're old enough um, and I think you know uh, Johan I think you you can you can tell talking to him that he he believes um, you know he's he's the real deal really and that um, that he is uh, he is ready for international level already I mean I suppose we'll only find out really when he gets on the pitch if he does for Wales but he certainly the, the way he's come up on the Premiership team this season, he's sort of taken everything in his stride and um, and you know just um, just looks right at home really. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he does go if he does get on the pitch. That's been a sort of quite big um, debate uh, a debating point here in Wales. Is is he ready to start? Obviously. A lot of people are wary about putting a lot of pressure on an 18-year-old, uh, and that's what he is. Then you, you think back, and you know George North is a similar age. Um, from, from what you've seen of him so far with Gloucester this year, do you think he he is ready to start a Six Nations Test match? Yeah, I, I think. Well, I think it's. Um, I think he's ready to um, get some game time, whether it's start or not. I think obviously the first game for Wales is Italy, isn't it? So. Um, I mean, in some ways, without being disrespectful to Italy, that looks like the... That's it, you know, it might be, might be too big to, to throw him in straight away, but um, you'd certainly like to think that he'd be in the squad um, for that game and, and maybe you can get 20 minutes and, and then you can have a, a bit of a look, look at him and, and see how he gets on the international stage. But... Um, I'd be surprised if you know if, if he played every game for Wales. I think I think maybe it, it probably needs a bit of a gentle introduction. But you know if he does start against Italy, I wouldn't back against him. You know scoring a couple of tries and and you know taking it by storm the way he has in the Premiership. And then if he does that, it'd be pretty hard to drop him after. I guess the other side to all this, you know, his sudden success in a Wales call-up means that now. If he wants to carry on playing for Wales, he's probably going to have to come back at some point. Um, he signed a contract the other day, which um, that takes him to 2022 or beyond 2022. 
I think um, I think it's at least 2023. Um, Gloucester don't tend to give out those details but um, I was led to believe that the academy contract he was on um, was until 2022 already so if this is an extension on that which um, which it appears to be then I think it'd be at Gloucester until at least 2023 so you're looking up to the, the next World Cup really and I, I suppose I mean will the, the 60 cap rules still be in place then uh, there's a lot of things that can happen in that time so um so you never know. I'm sure Gloucester just wanted to get his long-term future tied down, and um, and you know whether there's any loopholes they could go through to 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 extend. I suppose like Exeter have with Thomas Francis. Um, not too sure, but um, but yeah, they've cert- they're certainly having for a, for a few years anyway. So until that sort of comes comes up on the horizon so um, probably smart, smart bit of business by Gloucester to get him tied down now because I suppose if, if they didn't get him tied down to a senior contract as well I'm sure there would have been some more pressure um, from from Wales to bring him back maybe buy him out of his contract early so um, they sort of secured his future there so he, he shouldn't have to move for a while if he's happy at Gloucester Of course he could he, you know as much as you'd like him back in Wales he could well be in the perfect place to carry on learning the game, couldn't he? Yeah, he seems to be. Um, he seems to be enjoying it at Gloucester. Obviously, uh, Hartbury's um, played a big part in his development as well, and that's that's why it sort of ended up at Gloucester. Um, and uh, and yeah, obviously, I think Johan Ackerman's obviously a top coach as well, who will, I'm sure, he'll do the the right things for him. So um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the way Gloucester play as well. Um, that sort of expansive game. Um, I think, you know, the wingers in, in Gloucester side are, are always going to score tries, so that I'm sure they'll create plenty of opportunities for him. Um, and as he's showing at the moment, he's got the ability to finish. Oh, brilliant. Well, hopefully we'll both have um, some positive pieces to write about Reece Samet over yeah. the, uh, the coming weeks and months. Yeah, hopefully. It's, it's been plenty so far. It's, um, he's really captured the headlines hasn't he the last um, the last few weeks no he really has